This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorf. It's the Old Trailblazer. Let me just stop and give you a little word about the ministry here. We have a radio mission. Uh, we were formerly in New Orleans, Louisiana. Pastor Shelton was the founder and the pastor of this work for many, many years. And then we were washed out by Katrina. And this is Pastor Albert Pendorf. We moved up to Walker, Louisiana, which is about an hour's drive from New Orleans. And we're going on day by day. And the Lord has given us this great opportunity to bring you these little old messages, I call them, uh, trailblazer messages. And Lord, I laid that on my heart. Pastor Shelton was an old trailblazer many, many, many years ago. And he was old, depicted himself as being an old circuit rider going out to the logging camp, to the cane cotton mill or the sugar cane mill or wherever he could find a group standing around together. That's what some of the old ch- old churches, I think the Methodist church used to have what they call circuit riders. And they would, uh, old man would ride and uh, make, a, make a week's trip out of it. He'd visit several places and be back home on Sunday. Well, the old trailblazer here, I'm not on the old horse, but I got old Dan. He's standing by waiting. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get up. We've got to get a getting. These folks are waiting to hear the gospel. I hope somebody's out there waiting. Do you enjoy these messages, my friend? I wish you'd write me. Let me hear from you if you do. What we're looking at today, we call it the family altar. I know we've gotten away from those things. And I want to pick up where we were last time. I was telling you that I wish we could go back. I wish we could go back and start all over again, an old family altar where men and women reverence God's word, look upon the Bible as God's inspired word. But my friend, unless we do, unless we do, we are goners. I believe one of the most beautiful pictures is to behold a young couple when they leave the marriage altar and cross the threshold of their new home that they establish their family altar. Yes, to see that young husband say to his wife, my dear, we're going to begin right at home. We're going to kneel together and offer up our prayers to God of heaven who has brought us together. We'll build our homes and live around the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now, wouldn't that be grace? You think any of that's happening today, my friend? I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. We have we have gone modern to the core. Our churches have preached and taught easy believingism and modernism to the core for so many years now, and uh, our our families' generations have died off. Back 200 years ago, 100 years ago, this was just as normal as eating breakfast to have family altar. Children didn't go to school till they their dad or mother one read a passages passage from God's word and and had prayer with them before they left to go to school. But how few are building their homes today? Let me ask you a question. Do you have a family altar? Listen, Father, as you sit down there before your radio listening to me, do you have a family altar time in your home? Have your wife and children ever seen you kneel down and pray? If not, why not? Satan has pulled a dirty trick on us, hasn't he? He's made the average man think that family worship is below his dignity and made the average man feel that he's a sissy and therefore has wrecked the home life and destroyed the average home today. So many homes today, instead of having a a family altar, uh, they have a a bar, a drinking, a place over there where they can get a drink, have a cabinet in the corner of the wall or in the corner of the room over there, and they have all their liquor stashed away over there. I've been... I've worked in homes for all for 40 years, wiring homes and doing those things. And I've seen many a home, many a home where they had had a beer locker over there in the corner. And they didn't keep it locked up away from the children, no. But I hope you don't have one of them. Let's notice 
the first home back there in the Garden of Eden. That home was blessed by the presence of Jehovah Jesus. He visited that home daily, and they had communion together. He, Adam, and Eve, they worshiped him. He was their God. Then Adam and Eve sinned, and they were driven from the Garden of Eden. And we're told that when they repented and came to admit their sin and their rebellion and fell at the feet of Christ, crying for mercy, that they were forgiven. Now, let me ask you. You tell me you appreciate the old Trailblazer broadcast. Many folks do that. Are your sins forgiven? Are your sins all blotted out? We have a song here that we sing. My sins are gone. And I want to, uh, someone to get it out and we're going to play it one day on this, on this radio station. My sins are gone. One of you folks, see if you can research that. Find it. It's in archives up there in one of our CDs. My sins are gone. Isn't that great? If you can't say anything else except my sins are gone. I asked you, are your sins gone? Where, where are your sins today? Mine are gone. The Lord cast them behind his back as far as the east is from the west. And now I can sing, my sins are gone. Well, what else can you sing, Pastor? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. All of these messages that I'm bringing you are based upon the fact that Christ died for sinners. I'm not asking you to do something with a human energy. I'm asking you to trust the Lord and he'll give you instructions. He'll give you grace. He'll teach you how to walk and how to talk and how to live and build your home and your family upon the word of God. Now listen, listen, they were forgiven. The Lord forgave Adam and Eve right there. And then he killed the animals, shed the blood and took the skins of those animals and made out of them, clothed their bodies. And I've had folks make fun. I've seen pictures of Adam and Eve, so-called, with a rough uh, bearskin coat on, hanging over one shoulder and one shoulder. No, no. The Lord, I think, I believe, made the most beautiful, most beautiful skins, clothes out of the most beautiful skins that they ever had. You say, well, what did they have on before they sinned? They were covered with the glory of God. God's glory departed from them there in the Garden of Eden when they sinned. And they saw, the scripture says, they saw that they were naked. Have you ever seen yourself spiritually naked with no covering? Oh, my friend, one day, one day you're going to stand before the great white throne judgment if you never get saved. And you're going to stand there stripped. You have no covering. You say, Pastor, what is your covering? The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Let me just give you that scene maybe a little bit there at the great white throne. It says there'll be a throne set. And then every individual born into this world will come there to be judged. And you'll be brought up there. Maybe your pastor will be there ahead of you. He might bring your whole congregation there in one audience. And he'll stand the pastor up over there and he'll tell the recording angel, Mr. Angel, is this, this gentleman's name in the book of life? And he'll take the book. You say, how can they do that? Well, you know how computers are now? Just think about what, it, what the Lord can do. If man can make a computer, well, the recording angel will come back and say, no, no, my Lord, his name's not there. He said, look again, look again. Maybe he's looking for your name, my friend. Ask him for old Pendarvis's name's there. Yeah, this pastor Pendarvis is there. He comes back and said, no, that man's name is not. And he'll stand there. And the Lord will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Oh, my friend. And they cast him in the outer darkness. 
Now, I'd I just like for you to take time and think with me. Maybe maybe all during the day today. I know we come home real early and come home on some stations real early in the morning. I'd like for you to just think about and meditate upon this the rest of the day today, maybe tonight, as to where you're going to spend eternity. You say, well, I'm a member of the big church down on the corner. Are you saved? Or did you just got your name on that roll down there somewhere? That's right. Have you just got your name on that roll, on that on that list that they got down there at the church? Or do you know the Lord? Have your sins been washed away? You, what do you mean by that, Trailblazer? I mean, that you come, have you ever come to see that you're a sinner? Oh, a sinner, a terrible sinner. Burdened down with a load of sin. You never know it until the Holy Spirit Let your light shine in there. That's right. That's right. I tell you, it's like it. I've told you several times. It's like that old barn up there in Tennessee I saw one day. And all boarded up and shut up. And people have gone off and left. And some young couple comes along buys it. And he gets a bunch of workers out there and takes all them boards off of them windows. And then the light goes to shining in there. And you can see them critters. Snakes and scorpions and roaches. Maybe old possum or two. They in there where it's dark, my friend. But when the light shines in, it's just exactly a picture of the Holy Spirit opening your heart to see what you are by nature and the sinner you are. And then you can cry for mercy. Did you know that no man comes to Christ until he sees himself in need? You don't go to the doctor till you feel bad, do you? You don't go to the doctor just just to see him. No, you're sick. The Lord said the whole need not a physician, only the sick do. And I'm telling you, if you never see yourself as a totally depraved, corrupt sinner, you'll never turn to Christ. Go there and read first three chapters of Romans, if you will. Would you do that before our next broadcast? Go there and read the first three or four chapters of the book of Romans, and then you'll understand what I'm talking about, the total depravity of the human heart. Why do we have so much misery and destruction today because men are depraved and their hearts are wicked man is a wicked creature did you know that apart from the grace of god oh you say well i thought everybody no no satan is your father if you're not saved he's the head of your home if you're not saved that's right that's right if christ is not the head of your home then satan is the head of your home you invite him in there and then when you have a newborn in your home, you're going to invite Satan in to take charge of him, my friend, or her? No, dedicate him unto the Lord. One of my great-grandsons, the Lord moved his mother and daddy's heart to bring him up here. That's not salvation. I, I made that statement. It's not salvation. That's not like uh, saying, well, they were saved. No, they, we dedicated him unto the Lord and to, to do as he pleases with him. Maybe call him to be a preacher. That's not my business. No, sir. Maybe call him to be a great astronomer. Whatever. That's the Lord's business. But mostly dedicate him to the Lord as a child of God and that his parents will, will bring him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, just like Hannah did to Samuel. I'm telling you, she, she promised the Lord. Never would a razor come on his head if he'd give her a man-child. And that's all in the Lord's hand, my friend. We know what a great man Samuel was. The Lord used him. She dedicated him unto the Lord, and the Lord used him. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendorf. We've kind of gotten off of our message today. But remember to write me or call me, and I'll send you this book, The Duties of Parents. 
And uh, it's, it's just that I want to be a blessing to you, my friend. Pray for me that I'll be a blessing to you, that I won't be a, a curse to you or a hindrance to you. And I'm not trying to meddle in your business. I'm just doing what the Lord tells me to do. Go forth and preach the gospel. Be instant in season and out of season. And if you would, write me. My mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye.